Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello everyone, this is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Hello, everyone. Today, I've got the privilege of sitting down with Jan Find. She's a branch manager for Berkshire Hathaway, blah, 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 blah. You're going to tell me all that. And the, but the main thing is you have uh, you run three branches with 100 agents. And that's got to be a full-time job. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, I am the branch manager for Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Pinfin Realty. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it's like the new Borat movie. He's got this long ass title for the betterment of people in Kazakhstan or something. Was in. We leave home services out most of the time. Brilliant. Jen, one of the reasons I wanted to sit down with you is uh, people become good at their craft and then management goes, you know what? We'll make you a leader. And that's a different skill set, right? So tell me about when you went from just running your own business to uh, what was the next step? Was it a team or was it right into branch manager? It was actually uh, straight into uh, being a branch manager. It was pretty much always my end goal uh, from when I started into real estate. Um, And uh, a tragic event took me on the turn of real estate. I needed to do something else. So um, someone helped me start from nothing. Nice. And I mean nothing and gave me an opportunity. Uh, And who was that person? It was the owner, broker of Century 21 Realty in Pennsylvania, in York, Pennsylvania. Nice. And um, so I always wanted to be that kind of manager and help people the way she helped me grow my business. And uh, I had one lead in my pocket, knew no one in Pennsylvania. Uh, so $5.6 million in four months and then became top 150 to 100 agents in uh, at Century 21. Brilliant. And she helped me get there. So. That's who I am today, that kind of manager, and I want to give back. Brilliant. Uh, Jen, I'm going to get you moved a little bit closer to the mic. There you go. Uh, Generally, about this far away, and uh, we're going to edit all this part out about the mic. Jen, this manager at Century 21 that uh, helped you, what were some of the key pieces of advice that she gave you that you still hold on to today, and maybe you channeled to your agents that her words come out of your mouth. Was there anything like that? Absolutely. There is one moment that stands out in my mind. Um, You know, I'm cranking out 30 homes a year. I love the selling part, but I hated the back-end paperwork and all that minutia stuff. So she ran a pretty strict ship. And, um, And so she said, you either get your paperwork together or you can leave. So here I am, a top producing agent, yes. and she was okay with that. She's like, because you're a liability for me at this point. So she said a good agent does it all. So tell me about when she said that, what was your reaction? Like, was there, uh, oh my God, or was it like anger? Like, what, what It was an oh my God moment. Right. Because I loved what I did. I loved who I worked for and with. So it was time to get my act together. And I learned how to do it all. Nice. So um, that was a huge aha moment. And I think the other biggest thing, you know, in the real estate world, um, up in PA, you go for listings, of course. I was a listing and a buyer's agent. So if you were going in less than a 7% listing, you had to get her permission. Mm -hmm. She's always said, don't sell yourself short. 
So today in this world we live in, I tell my agents, don't sell yourself short. Sell your value, sell who you are. You know, and that's what I said, people don't know you, they don't like you, and they don't trust you. So that's what you have to do when you go in to win that listing. Brilliant. So tell me about people that you tell that to that say okay, but have a difficulty executing. How do you get them over that barrier so they actually believe that they have value? Because I bet you a lot of people discount their own value. Mm. They might see value in another agent. Oh, but Bob, he's so amazing. Or Jan is fantastic, but me. And so how do you get people to believe in themselves so they actually charge on value and it's not just an intellectual thing. They actually believe it in their heart. Well, um, over the last 18 months that I've been here, I have probably brought on about 10 new agents. Mm -hmm. How about that? Um, And I have two that have done nothing. Right. But all other eight of them have at least three to five or more transactions underneath their belt. So I think what I've done is to help them to believe in themselves. And, you know, it just takes time. And it's, you know, showing up for trainings, um, you know, giving big accolades when they do something great and uh, just reminding them that they're not in this alone, that they have me and a whole team in my office behind them. And it's just constantly coaching, reminding, helping them believe in themselves, positive motivation, all of those things. It's an ongoing thing. It's a, it has to be a day-to-day ongoing and, and letting them know how important they are to me and our company. Um, you know, just reaching out. How are things going? You know, I saw you posted you were out this weekend with your husband and you're having dinner. It's always not all about real estate. It's, it's you know, to keep good agents here with you is just helping them believe in themselves and how important they are to the company and to myself. So tell me about someone that you were leading or someone you worked with a while ago that went from the need to having that constant encouragement to where they internalized it and it was just like, so not ego, but just stepping into, yeah, I am pretty amazing. And that way the outside motivation is nice, but they don't need it. It's just an intrinsic kind of thing. They know their value. So tell me about someone that you saw that transformation where they went from needing it to go in the right direction to knowing it. Uh, funny, I do have an agent that that just happened. Um, fortunately, in her corporate world, downsized and she lost her job. It's like, well, I want to do real estate. So, um, lovely woman. Um, she, about four months in, she's like, I just don't have anything yet. Oh my gosh. She went and got a part time job. I'm like, don't do it. Just stay. I'm telling you. So, she has evolved now. She's been with me a year. She has evolved. She got it. Finally, one day it just clicked and she now has six transactions underneath her belt in a six month period. So backtrack to uh, around about where she got it to when she got it. What did you notice in her demeanor that you went, she's got it? Well, a few talks where you're right. Yeah, you're right. I just need to do this and I need to do that. So it was it was several meetings and then there was just one aha moment. Um, she had a transaction. It was a difficult transaction. She made it through, but I didn't at that point I didn't I, I, I don't hold hands. Right. I I give support. Well it's COVID. You're not supposed to hold Right. Hands. COVID you can't. <laughs> <clears throat> but I said, I'm not gonna do it for you. I'm gonna coach you. But you need to fly. Right. 
I'm pushing you out of the nest. Exactly. It's kind of like when your kids, you're pushing them out the door. I do the same thing with agents. Um, and it was an aha moment. And she's like, I'm glad you forced me. I'm glad you made me do this because now, you know, she's writing contracts on her own. She doesn't call me. You know, it's like it was amazing that transformation, you know, was helping a lot. And then I just kind of cut the tie but coached. Yes. And then she soared. And what's really interesting is I don't know this person, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised during that time. It's like, I can't believe that stupid Jan. She's supposed to help me. and She's not helping me. And then later on going, thank you for doing that. Because going yeah. through it is when we come up against our comfort zone, and that's a scary place for everybody. Correct. One of the things that's uh, kind of frustrating as a leader is when you have uh, a rep that has so much potential, they just can't see it. Can you tell me about one of those experiences? Pick a random name so we don't know who this person is. We talked about him a little earlier on. Right. And tell us the story about him, uh, about you seeing the potential and him not seeing him in himself. Right. So um, about five years ago, someone came across in my life uh, named Chris. I'll use the name Chris. Um, lots of potential. Saw the potential, um, given tons of support by multiple people. And, um, you know, struggles in their life seeing what we see. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, I did tons of coaching. Um, telling her her value and how she could succeed and gave her some coaching because she had some little rough points that we needed to correct. Um, sometimes people, when they start in the real estate business, they're very eager and they become very, they come overpowering to people yes. and you don't have to do that. Um, an old wise manager of mine, someone else that's very important in my career, he told me, God gave you two ears and one mouth. You listen more than you speak. And once I got that, let me tell you, it it's amazing. Everything. It changed everything in my life because I am a Southern girl born and raised. And uh, a lot of people think Southern women are weak, but we're not. We're very strong women. We're very boisterous women. And uh, so I had to learn that skill. And so... Um, uh, you know, with some coaching, and she just couldn't get it. She just, still with tons of coaching so Chris couldn't get it. and value, she just couldn't get it. There's an old joke in the psychiatric world. How many shrinks does it take to change a light bulb? Only one, but the bulb has to want to change. Correct. So that's one of the things is, you know, how do, how do you recruit people? Because when you look at me on my resume, I'm much prettier than I am in person, let me tell you. So how do you go from the initial meetings where you know everyone's on their best dating behavior to really kind of getting a sense of, that's going to be a rock star, or this person says all the right things, but maybe they're not a right fit. How do you master that? Like, what are you thinking? How do you detect the real McCoy from uh, a poser? Well, uh, it's t experience yes. <laughs> over the years. Um, have I made some mistakes? Absolutely. Um, I think when I'm recruiting people, uh, we just don't recruit everybody here at Berkshire. Mm -hmm. We're looking for really the right fit in our office. We're a very family-oriented office. I care about our agents. I want to know about what their kids are doing. I want to be able to converse with them. So when I'm sitting in an interview, I want to know a little bit of, I don't want to know all about, you know, people can go sell $20 million worth of real estate, but I want to know really who, like, person is. Yeah. who that person is. So we spend a lot of time figuring out, you know, what are you doing for fun? You know, what's important to you? What are, you know, what are values, this and that? And um, 
that's really important and I think that's what in this real estate world because um, like you say you people can you know buffalo you in an interview and they look great but we just really spend time diving in I don't know and I think it's become an art for me so do you do a bunch of personality tests or is that uh, no. so that's our friends at Keller Williams they do a lot of testing and they put the box you're supposed to be in I, I, I went there and scouted that out once <laughs> and there's different you know people love it there and people love it here so you have three branches that you run mm-hmm. it's the same old you in all three branches but there's different agents in those branches so I suspect there's a different vibe in each one of the branches very much so so walk me through what's the difference in culture between the branch we're sitting in in Lutherville and the other two that you run culture is pretty much the same across the board and how would you describe the culture the culture here is like family oriented, mm-hmm. um, care about our agents. Um, so for- let me stop you there for a minute because any uh, brokerage that I go to, we care about our agents, but some people actually do it versus not. So what do you do? How do you make that real and not just uh, uh, something written on the wall? How I make that real, I answer my phone when they call. Mm-hmm. I pick up the phone. It's not five to eight hours later it might be an hour later uh, but I answer my phone seven days a week text you know they know that if they need me and it's a fire and I might be in a meeting you not on one me I'm stepping out of the meeting and I'm gonna be there for you and I think from an agent from when I was an agent I think that was what was important to me because if I'm calling my manager I needed my manager mm-hmm. you know I needed to bounce something um, and I think me just being there in case yes. is huge for them because there are not any other, not doubting any other brokers or managers, but there are just managers that you might hear from them eight hours later. Well, the fire's gone. My sister works for a high-end appliance store in Canada and their manager sits in his office with the door closed all day long and the floor is going nuts. He could come out and help and he's like, nope, I'm just hiding behind my wall and being you know, totally offhand. So Jen, you have a uh, hundred agents. Mm-hmm. There's probably a couple of agents that could take over your job, maybe. Maybe. Uh, if you were thinking about those two people, don't name names, do you have those two people in mind? Uh-huh. So person A, what's missing out of their skill set or attitude that you need to help them gain that so they could step in? And then the same question for person B, like how would you help them learn that skill or that uh, knowledge for person A so they could actually be ready to take your slot? Person A would have to um, learn to step back, mm-hmm. not be, because sometimes in our real estate world, it can be pretty emotional. When yes. things are going wrong, emotions are running high. And with my experience, I've learned to step back because mm-hmm. the agents want an answer right then. But I'm not. They know when I came here, you're not going to get an answer from me instant. So they would have to learn to take a step back, pull all your information together, and learn to say, you know what? Let me go. I've got the information. Let me go put all this together. Give me a half an hour, and I will call you back. It's just like a judge that they don't exactly. make a decision. They say, okay, I'm gonna. I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. So and that person would have to learn to do that. So how? Because that's easy to say, okay, that makes sense, but incredibly difficult for them to do. So how would you go about building that skill set up in them? Because holding back 
not wanting to just jump right in is such a difficult thing to do. It is. And not get tied up in the emotion yes. at the moment. So it's a skill set that is learned over time mm-hmm. and patience is the biggest thing. So I would sit down and coach them to, uh, one, don't get tied up in the emotion. Mm-hmm. That's hard not to do. And you're going to have to. Um, I'm a big person of uh, learn the art of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh and been taught that and studied that. So I think staying in the moment. I tell my agents all the time, stay in the moment. Don't get out and don't get in the past. Don't worry. Stay right here. And I think coaching that person to stay in the moment, breathe, yes. take a step back, learn the patience, and then. But, I mean, that's the biggest thing that has helped me is really? to stay in the moment. And person B. Mm-hmm. What's the skill they need to learn and how would you go about uh, instilling it in them? That person just would want to love on everybody. <laughs> so again, sometimes you have to be a little uh, hard-nosed mm-hmm. with things and like um, make it, and just, she would have to toughen up a little bit, have a little bit harder outer skin. Right. And that makes that's, sense. that's hard sometimes for someone to do. So I do a lot of work with a lot of people and you'd be surprised how many leaders, CEOs, have this issue that they know exactly what to do, but they have a need to be liked. And the need to be liked gets them to let projects that should be killed immediately run on for another six months or not fire someone that needs firing. So yeah, that's a challenging thing to do. Jan, what's your growth? What are you looking to, uh, because you could just coast here for a long time and do a phenomenal job. But what's the next growth thing for you? What are you learning? What are you looking to do next? Um, World domination? Like, what's going on? <laughs> that's hard, man, because I've been here 18 months. So I have uh, I have managed several offices before. Um, we are growing these offices. Mm-hmm. These uh, A couple of my offices needed a lot of help. So we have had a lot of growth. So I'm still in the process of growing these offices. But um, my in-game, if growth-wise, I would want to do something more... I don't like the word corporate because we're not corporate. I will use home office. Mm-hmm. Doing something more on a higher managerial level. To have um, a bigger impact? Pardon me? To have a bigger impact? Yes, yes. Like I am just becoming the Pennsylvania broker of record. The CEO of our company nice. is getting ready to hand that down to me. So that's a very that's important huge. job. Yes. I've never been a broker of record. So that was always a goal. Although you have had a record. We can talk about that on right. this podcast. So, um, so um, but he's ready to hand over the reins as I've encouraged more of my agents to become Pennsylvania licensed um, across the company. Uh, so that was a goal that I'm getting ready to fulfill. But something more on the home office level. Um, would be nice. Would be nice. Somewhere to end my career there. Jen, you're obviously a very accomplished person. But we still have those barriers, those fears that we need to overcome. So what does someone like you, what's the fear you want to overcome so you could be awesomer? Um, well... The fear of Chris Perry. <laughs> the biggest thing for me is, um, you know, I struggle. You said something you just said, mm-hmm. that you want to be liked. Um, if you would have said that to me uh, four years ago, that yeah. was a struggle of mine. Right. I wanted, I wanted everybody to like me. 
Um, but through a lot of, uh, I have a life coach. Yes. Um, through uh, therapy, life coaching. Uh, you I've handle got, that. Yeah, I nice. handle that. And, uh, you know, it's okay if you don't like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a huge thing to overcome. So I would suggest anybody that's struggling in that area. Um, but I think that's something I work on every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, you know, um, when I first came here, I did have to let someone go. That's never That's a pleasant, tough, yeah. ex- especially when you're the new kid on the block. Mm-hmm. So I was a brand new manager three months in, and I'm having to uh, let someone go. So I think from um, what I struggle a little bit is still in that I'm still moving in that direction of it's okay for people yeah, not to like me. And I think that has made me grow in my position. But every day um, I educate myself more, strive to be a better person. And I think if I can do that, I am more of an asset to my agents in the end. Brilliant. Just before we part company, is there a mind hack or a productivity tip or a leadership tip that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um. I, I well, I send out a positive message every morning to my agents, and I search and I do. You know, the biggest thing that I can say is, um, I think my biggest thing I tell agents. You know, if yesterday you had a bad day, or you know something didn't go right, like as a real estate agent, you got to get up the next morning. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and say you like who you are and you're going to go out and you're going to be the best person that you can be today and that's the best advice i can give anybody and because our world is so up and down oh, you know yeah. we lose deals we're hard on ourselves. uh we win big deals and, and our our profession is a very high and low sometimes yes so i think you just have to put your pull up your bootstraps the next morning get up you know, best thing you can do is talk to yourself in the mirror and just be the best person you can be that day and go out and get it. Gosh darn, I love myself. Exactly. Jen, thanks so much for sitting down with me. Yeah, well, thank you. This is a great opportunity. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming and that is the fastest way to get better results. 